Hello, hello, hello. My name is Robert. I am the recovery guy, and you have entered into the fix. Hello, hello, hello. My name is Robert. I am the Recovery Guy, and thank you so much for joining this podcast. Of course, uh, it has been a good week, and you are joining us uh, on Friday. At least this is Friday's podcast uh, of Recovery Guy. When you are joining us um, is really uh, not as relevant uh, as I would like it to be. Uh, It doesn't need to be relevant at all. I am always encourage that you would join at all. So sometimes uh, uh, you're joining on a different date because someone has been kind enough uh, and caring enough to share this podcast. So before I get started today, uh, please remember to share from your podcast channel. We are on all major podcast channels. Some people are still going to recoveryguide.org to download. You know, if you're there at recoveryguide.org, would you please subscribe so you'll get a weekly update of uh, what's going on, what we're doing, and and how you can be a more part of this uh, podcast. Always comment on the podcast, rate the podcast as well. Most importantly, There's always that share button, whether you're on Spotify or uh, Podbean or Google or Amazon, uh, no matter where you're listening from, Stitcher, uh, iHeartRadio podcast, every one of them has that uh, box with the arrow up and you can share this podcast with someone you care about. Uh, whether they're in recovery or not, uh, share this message of hope. Because at the end of the day, as you know, uh, even though this is grounded in personal recovery, alcohol, drug addiction, and other behaviors, it's about living, right? Um, I am uh, addicted and I have a compulsion That is why I can never safely drink or use alcohol or drugs in any capacity whatsoever because there's that phenomena of craving that's stamped in my DNA. But we all know uh, in recovery that the alcohol and the drugs or the gambling or the pornography, any of the other behavioral challenges was not the problem. It was a response to my problem. Uh, it became an addiction, it became a compulsion, but only in response to the other things going on around me, which was I did not know how to live. So if you know someone who's struggling with that or you have, please share, uh, again, rate the podcast, uh, subscribe where possible uh, on your favorite podcast channel. And for that, we will be very, very grateful. You know, today's podcast is called Chosen Ones. The other day, I'm big in social media, as so many of you are, and I uh, came across a friend of mine, and she has been sober and clean six years now. And so she recently uh, has uh, uh, 
gotten engaged and she is with child. So she's got these great events going on in her life. Number one, she's got a recovery. Number two, she's found this incredible person to share her life with. And they find out she is going to uh, have a baby. All great, exciting things. I'm so encouraged uh, for her. And, and she was saying this life she has chosen. And I thought, okay, I, I get that. Um, but we are chosen ones. Let me, let me explain. One of the most common aspects of me or really any person I have known in recovery is that we have lost the ability to choose. We really have. You know what I'm talking about? Um, we've lost the ability to choose. Um, in the program of Alcoholics Anonymous and even in your major monotheistic religions of the world, uh, Judaism, uh, Christianity, uh, Catholicism, uh, you name it, uh, it, it is out there, Muslim, uh, it's all a reliance upon uh, God in your understanding of God because we don't have the power we need to become who uh, this God of our life has designed us to be. Therefore, our real reliance needs to be on him, as a quote from AA. Uh, always remember that your real reliance is upon God. So we 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 lose the ability to choose. Um, and it says in AA that lack of power that was our dilemma. We didn't know what to do. That's what a dilemma is. We we could do a couple things, but we really don't know what to do. We're undecided and, and lack of power caused that indecision. We had lost the ability to choose. Our compulsion became so deep that whether we could start or stop using was no longer up to us and most always was not being able to stop as as a part of that equation as well. So I had this compulsion and it wasn't necessarily that I had to drink, it was that I had to quiet the madness, right? And, and the best way for me at the time to quiet the madness was to drink or to use. But but the madness got louder and louder and louder and more out of control, like that snowball going downhill or an avalanche, just picking up speed and picking up more snow till finally when it gets to the bottom of the hill, it's this incredible, destructive, unstoppable force that's going to destroy everything in its wake. You know what I mean? Uh, it's like a tsunami. It just keeps coming and coming and coming. Or like if you've ever done any body surfing in a riptide, you'll you'll know that it just wants to keep dragging you down and pulling you down and pulling you out and pulling you down and then also pulling you out so where you will drown. That is addiction. I heard this years ago and and I mentioned Father Martin Chalk Talk on a regular basis. And if you've never listen to Father Martin Chalk Talk. You got to Google it, um, especially if you're alcoholic or addict, drug addict. 
It is the most amazing talk on addiction I have ever heard. And I've heard countless speakers and have enjoyed many over the years. But in my three and a half decades, almost three and a half decades now, personal recovery, I think Father Martin resonates with me certainly as much, if not more, than any other talk on addiction I've ever heard. But years ago, and, and it was from his talk, that there was a, a Japanese phrase. He attributed it to, to a Japanese phrase. And it was quite simply, first the man takes a drink, then the drink takes a drink, then the drink takes the man. You know what I mean? And really, you could, you could extrapolate that and this phrase to most any addiction. You know, I remember as a compulsive gambler, same thing would apply. First, I would make a bet. Then the gambling would take, you know, me over or, or I would have to bet again because then the bet would want to bet because I would usually lose. And then the gambling took me, took my finances, took my pride, took my dignity. Um, you know, the same thing with food. I would first um, eat something I shouldn't. And then that food created a further need in me. And then the food would overtake me. Same way with the bulimia. And they were hand in hand with me, compulsive overeating and bulimia. And so first the man takes a drink, then the drink takes a drink, then the drink takes the man. You reconcile that to you however you can. But I think the implication here is that we've lost the ability to choose. In the beginning, we say, I can do this and I have one. But then we lose that ability to choose. If you listen to a podcast of mine from last week on personal power, I tell the story about when I was uh, a DUI counselor uh, in um, Southern California. And a very difficult population to work with because everyone is in denial. Right. People are coming with uh, individual, a lot of multiple and and, and um, multiple is multiple. So two DUIs, three DUIs, four DUIs and so on and so forth. Always denying that they had a problem with alcohol. It was usually a taillight or the cop followed them illegally or no matter what it was. It was never about their choice. Right. So now. Now, when we first enter into recovery, so let's move forward. Because I do believe first the man takes a drink, then the drink takes a drink, then the drink takes the man really applies. So whether it is a behavioral issue or a substance or, or behavioral issue as a result of the substance or the despair that you'll get as a behavioral uh, compulsive person leads to a substance abuse addiction, right? Regardless. When we first enter recovery, for most of us, we're not choosing recovery. Some say, well, yes, I chose this. And that. Eh, no, I don't think so. Um, I, I've talked about it a, a number of occasions. I believe that's coercion. 
right? So we're not choosing as if we're making a wonderful, healthy decision. We're just, we say we're choosing, but what we're saying is, no, I don't want to go to jail. No, I don't want to lose my kids. No, I don't want to lose my job. No, I don't want to lose my marriage or my relationship. No, I don't want to be kicked out of my home. No, 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 no. So we're not saying yes to recovery. We're saying no to a coercive, or we're saying yes to a coercive power that can make our life even more uncomfortable. So we're saying yes to that, but we're not really saying yes to recovery. That's why so many people relapse because they don't translate the outer pressure to an internal motivation or decision, which is what we need to do when we decide to uh, work the program of recovery rather than just be in it. So again, when we first enter recovery, we're not choosing recovery. We're choosing the path that is forced on us, which is why I believe recovery, are you ready? Recovery first chooses us. The life we choose first chose us. Let me explain that in just a moment. But first, remember how to reach me, recoveryguide.org, robert at recoveryguide.org. Go to Instagram, recovery underscore guy, or go to the Recovery Guy on Facebook. Again, please remember to share, comment, rate each podcast, and even subscribe at recoveryguy.org. Here's one thing we're looking to do, and we're going to be running a promotion. Pay attention to this. This is really important. You can win a couple cool things. We're going to be running a promotion um, throughout the entire month of March. All right. So here is how this is going to work. The top two winners are going to receive an Amazon Fire uh, HD 8-inch tablet. Right. So for the first top two winners... Amazon Fire HD 8-inch tablet. I've got one. I've given them to my grandchildren. They're really cool. If you don't have one, they're really cool to have. Third place is going to win a $50 Visa gift card. And then fourth place, you're going to receive a very cool Yeti Rambler 32-ounce tumbler. If you've never used a Yeti product before, I have a Yeti cooler. These things are unbelievable. Never have I seen anything keep things at a temperature that I would like them to get. So again, first two top winners are going to receive an Amazon Fire uh, HD 8-inch tablet for the top two. Third place, $50 Visa gift card. Third place, a Yeti Rambler 32-ounce tumbler. Now to enter to win, you can follow us on Twitter. Now here's what you need to do on Twitter. You need to re- retweet our, 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 uh, our podcast. Or retweet the links to the podcast, right? You're going to get one point for retweeting. Let me get that right there so my tongue doesn't get caught. So you're going to retweet each of this month's nine episodes that we're producing in March. So Tuesdays and Fridays, every every uh, week in March, and then it ends up with nine. 
So retweet every one of those episodes in March and and you'll get another point if you follow us on Twitter, right? So you need to follow us at least for 30 days and you need to retweet each episode throughout the month. That's going to give you an opportunity to gain a total of 10 points. And then the more points you earn, the more you're likely to win. The winner will be um, chosen at a at random by a, a computer program. And we will be uh, announcing the winner uh, in our podcast on Tuesday, April 6th. So remember that Tuesday, April 6th, we're going to be announcing the winner. You need to uh, be there um, to uh, to find out who you are. Reach out to me. We'll get you taken care of with one of your four prizes. Uh, we do want to thank you very much for participating. We're excited to be able to do this, uh, supporting our recovery movement. And by the way, my Twitter handle is at Recovery guy 1986 these will be in the notes so don't worry about it but at recovery guy 1986 enter in you can get up to 10 points and we will get you taken care of thank you for that indulgement so throughout our life let's get back to the chosen ones throughout our life we're given many chances to be something and we choose to be nothing When I first came into recovery back in February, actually, I went to Gamblers Anonymous because the pressure at home was getting too deep and I had to get the fire off my back. You know what I mean? Uh, So I went to Gamblers Anonymous first. And then after I figured out that that didn't work, right, (laughs) probably because I wasn't working it and I was still drinking, I was still using, I just wasn't gambling, thinking that was the problem. You know what? Lack of power. That was my dilemma. It wasn't the gambling. You know, it was everything around me. It was what I was choosing instead of choosing what was best for me. So then I go into treatment. So all throughout my life, my point is throughout my life, goodness and positivity and wellness has been choosing me. Do you ever find that to be true for you? I mean, it wasn't just one day. All of a sudden, uh, you know, light comes in through the window and for the first time in your entire life, you're given an opportunity to not die or not do something destructive or to save the marriage or to save the job. Countless time after countless time after countless time. I remember growing up, you know, and and having counselors who would take me into high school and say, Bobby, what are you doing, man? You know, we can do this. We can get you in this program. We can help you, right? When I went into the Air Force, when I was 18, it was like, let us help you. Go see the psychologist, right? Go to motivation. You can choose better. Let us give you this choice. Let us give you this opportunity. So he was choosing me, choosing me, choosing me. People would believe in me. They were choosing in me and I would choose something different. They were choosing me. Life was choosing me to be something and I was choosing nothing. I was rejecting their choice. All the while, I was a chosen one. I'm not like Eeyore, woe is me, nothing's ever going. No, that's not how life is. And look at your life, examine your life, take your own personal inventory. Look how many opportunities you had to be better. I I had a a basketball coach uh, in, in, in high school named Mr. Clough. I remember him in the 10th grade trying to better me. 
He was trying to help me. He knew I was struggling. I had so many people, my mom, my dad, my brother George tried to help me. My children, my ex-wives tried to help me. They were helping me choose something and I would choose nothing over and over and over again. Fortunately, I did not die. Fortunately, death did not choose me. Death was going to choose me because when I came into recovery, um, so many of you know, I told my story. I looked in the mirror and I saw myself as dead. Life was no longer choosing me. Death was about to choose me. And that day in February of 1986 was the day I went into treatment because I knew that life was done choosing me. That death was choosing me next. Again, throughout our life, we are given many chances to be something and we choose to be nothing. One of the great quotes by Zig Ziglar, one of the greatest teachers and motivational speakers of, of my time, of my generation, of decades. Zig Ziglar is a giant. If you've never done anything or looked at anything by Zig Ziglar, go to ZigZiglar.com. You will be mind blown at all the different help. See you at the top, over the top. Uh, incredible motivator. Got a great deal on goals and how to establish and make goals happen. Anyway, I heard this before and, and I'll paraphrase it here because I want to own it. I used to be a wandering generality, but now I am a meaningful specific. Don't you like that? I used to be a wandering generality, but now I am a meaningful specific. After all of these years, I have come to believe that the life that continually tried to choose me I finally chose back. Isn't that crazy? And I wonder if that's the same for you. Where are you at in your life? Or is goodness, or what is trying to choose you, but for whatever reason, you're rejecting it. It's trying to choose you to have an opportunity and you're choosing to devalue yourself. So today, you can make a commitment to whatever you want to make a commitment to. I'm just here to encourage you. I, I was sharing with Laura the other day, what, what I can't do is fix anyone. Anyone that I'm a life coach with, by the way, if you're looking for a life or sober coach, let me know, message me. Let's have that conversation. I'll do what I can to accommodate you. As a coach, and, and you'll find this with other coaches, we don't give you anything to help you become more, right? We don't, we don't have that power. We're not God. We can't reach in you and implant something in you. But what we do is we introduce you to your own personal power. We help you sort through the garbage that is piled up on your light, on your goodness. What do you think Tony Robbins does, who's like the master of personal power? What do you think the God, the, 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 the God of creation does? 
He alone can implant goodness in you, and we are endowed by our greatness by for uh, greatness by our Creator. Everyone else of us, Tony Robbins on down, right? We try to show you, introduce you to the power that you've always possessed, right? Just like Dorothy and the Wizard of Oz. I love this as a metaphor, right? The Scarecrow, the Lion, the Tin Man. They weren't given courage. They were given a medal that recognized courage, right? The Scarecrow wasn't given knowledge or intelligence. He was given a diploma recognizing what he already had, right? The Tin Man didn't get a heart. He always had a heart. He just had a representation of a heart. And Dorothy, right, always had a home. She just knew she didn't have to go anywhere else to find it. So that is who we are. You are endowed by your creator for greatness. So what are you choosing? Are you choosing the positivity in the life that has continually tried to choose you? Or are you choosing in response? Are you choosing nothing? So here's my commitment. Today, I choose light over dark. I bring light into my circumstance. And guess what? Darkness has nothing to negotiate with. Darkness has no choice. The minute I introduce light, darkness, the Bible is very clear. For darkness cannot stand in the light, for it perceives it not. Darkness doesn't even understand light. So when I choose light, as light has chosen me, darkness hasn't chosen me. Darkness is a result of me refusing light. It's what's left. Light is trying to choose me. I choose light. Goodness is always trying to choose me. Today, I choose goodness or good over evil. How about you? There is an uncaring, selfish, and self-centered nature in me. But kindness and my compassion toward others is daily choosing me. So today, I choose kindness over caring. John Maxwell said, if there's hope in the future, there is power in the present. Hope is trying to choose me. So today, I choose hope over despair. Hope over despair. Joyfulness. It is so much easier. Did you know that as the human body is constructed, it is easier to smile than to frown. Did you know it is easier to have joy than it is to have sorrow? To have joy is just to receive, regardless of how it's given, what we have. Because I guarantee you, it can be worse. And if you don't think your life can be worse... Turn on the news for a moment. Now, I'm not saying that people don't have pretty crappy lives where bad things just happen based on bad people or bad circumstances. But you know what? For the most part, we choose back. 
we choose back some of the greatest stories are stories of accomplishment, of succession, where people have pulled themselves up, where their circumstance has chosen them to be great. And instead of settling for being nothing, they chose the greatness in their potential. Listen to some of the stories sometimes. They're pretty amazing. A lot of shows out there triumphing over despair. So today, I choose joy over sorrow. What do you choose? Because what it comes down to is what commitment are you making for yourself that will result in a better version of you? I mean, I could wait all day long for this bolt of lightning of money, of relationship and circumstance. But you know what? We, just as we manufacture our own misery, because that's what we're, we've, we've chosen instead of what is trying to choose us, or we can choose to be happy, joyous, and free. So today, I choose light over dark, good over evil, kindness over a spirit of uncaring. I choose hope over despair, and I choose joy over sorrow. Remember, the better version I am of me will increase my ability to be a better version or a better help to others. I hope you find that true for you that you know that you are a chosen one and you are chosen for greatness. We are not chosen to wallow in despair and disappointment and discouragement. We are chosen to be our brother's keeper, to lift each other up in freedom and happiness and joy and in power. Thank you so much for joining today's podcast. I'm so glad that you are here. Please remember, go to your major podcast channel, the Recovery Guy podcast. Go to recoveryguy.org. I'm a creator on patreon.com. You can find through my website or patreon.com forward slash recovery guy. You're free to donate on a monthly basis. Um, And also, if you go to Venmo and you want to give a one-time donation, you can do that as well uh, on Venmo at Robert-Pardon-3. You can give a one-time donation there or a gift, as it were, so we can continue to invest in this um, opportunity, this wellness that we are so invested in. And again, don't forget about the contest that we're running the promotion throughout the month of March. Share the podcast with a friend. Do what we can do to give away so freely of what has been given to us. And as always, my name is Robert, and I am the Recovery Guy.